0: Hey everyone, um, it's Jay. I'm back with a um, with another podcast. I'm back, and I hope to be back with um, a two podcasts. Um, We're gonna see how the first one goes, and then I will try to get the second one out because there's two things that the Holy Spirit has just been kind of reiterating in my spirit over the past couple months, Um, and I want to be obedient, um, and getting these things out to you. The one that I'm going to talk about first is, um, soul ties and the Holy Spirit kept bringing soul ties back to me, but he wasn't giving me the full download or the full, um, full understanding of what he wanted me to say, which is why I didn't come on and and do this before. Um, but this morning I woke up and I just had all these, um, these downloads, all these thoughts about soul ties. Um, So I am going to do and to talk about or share what the Holy Spirit gave me. Um, So this will be um, in addition to the first soul tie podcast that I did, uh, I want to say last year. So if you haven't heard that podcast, I would go back and listen to that one first. Although it's not Required, but it'll give you a better understanding um, because I'm not going to go into detail like I did before. Um, This is going to be kind of in in addition to what the Holy Spirit gave me last time, Um, and then also I'm going to be talking about how to break soul ties. So I hope that this is not a long podcast, but honestly, I I can't make any promises. So (laughs) let me get started. So a soul tie is a bond or a union that is created between two people, and it can be created in many different ways. Um, And a soul tie, like I said in the last podcast, is not inherently bad. It was actually created by God um, with a great purpose. because a soul tie within a a God ordained marriage or within a marriage is a very very um powerful tool um that the that the holy spirit uses to keep the the married people together and to make them closer. So it soul ties in and of its own are not bad. Um so I'm going to be talking about the ungodly soul ties. The soul ties that you want to avoid at all costs. So an ungodly soul tie is a weapon that the enemy is using against us to keep ourselves from fulfilling our destiny. And I'm going to talk about that um, in a greater detail in just a moment. So I'm going to back up and explain. So it is important to break any and all ungodly soul ties because um, soul ties are not just a union that you make with the individual that you have sex with. Um, you are essentially creating a union with lust. So lust is a spirit. I talked about this in, in uh, the last podcast on soul ties. Um, I know that in, in modern age, we talk about spiritual things as nouns. Um, but I just want to be clear, uh, lust is not a noun. It's not an, um, it's not a, it is a thing, but it's not like, oh, you know, uh, it's not a non-living thing. It's not like a flower or, um, a piece of paper. Lust is a spirit. It's an unclean spirit, um, just like depression or just like anxiety, um, so it's not an emotion, it's not a, a feeling. Um, it is an actual spirit that can cause emotions and, and and feelings. So when you have an ungodly soul tie, you are creating a soul tie with that person that you're having sex with, and you're also creating a tie or a bond or a union with lust, which is a ungodly I mean an unclean spirit. Um and then when you create a union with any unclean spirit you are giving that unclean spirit to create a you're giving that unclean spirit permission to create a stronghold so unclean spirits i want to be as clear as i possibly can so this can help someone hopefully so, unclean spirits, I refer to them as unclean spirits. I got that um, terminology from a book uh, on deliverance. I can't remember who it's by, but it's called Pigs in a Parlor. It's a very, very good book. Um, I call them unclean spirits just because uh, devils or demons kind of sound scary and I don't want to give it that much power. It is exactly what it sounds like. There are clean spirits like God and angels, um, you and I, and then there are unclean spirits like uh, the enemy, like the devil. Um, so when unclean spirits come, they are coming to occupy um, they're not coming to visit. They're not coming to say hi. And when they come, they do not want to leave. So basically, um, the way that God designed the earth and the laws that He created for uh, the universe, that He created for this um, this world, no spirit can do or speak, come and go without a body. It's actually illegal for any spirit, um, including the Holy Spirit to come and do without, um, permission. And I know that that sounds crazy, but that's why, um, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's why you have to allow the Holy Spirit to use you, um, in your life because God created rules that he himself will not break. No spirit, um, has the authority to just come and do as they please without a body. And God did that, um, And he established that when he gave dominion to Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve had full authority. They had full dominion until they failed. If you are not familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Genesis, um, the first man and woman that God created. Um, Adam and Eve sinned um, and they fell and they gave that authority to the devil. So, or they gave that authority to the enemy. So, when... Adam fell, he gave the authority over to Satan to rule um, so now the now the enemy has the authority to rule in the earth, um, however, that original law is still the same he cannot he can rule in the earth, and there are certain things that. Because of Adam's fall, he has now the ability to do. But that initial law that God made about a spirit not having the authority to go and to move and to speak, um, that still remains. So the way that the enemy kind of made a a loophole is he can occupy um, any physical thing. So it can be a non-living thing um, or a living thing. So it could be a mask. It could be a coin. It could be um, a pair of jeans. Um, (laughs) It could be any non-living thing that um, an unclean spirit can occupy. But it prefers to occupy living things. It'll settle for occupying like an, an old table or an old chair, or uh, a non-living thing, a room, Um, but its initial goal is to always occupy a living thing. And there's a hierarchy. It'll settle for animals, um, but its initial goal, or its ultimate goal, I should say, is to occupy a human because that's where they get um, the most power and the most leeway um, because we have the ability to speak. And um, I haven't talked about this before, but your words have power, um, a great deal of power. And the enemy knows that, which is why it will always try to occupy a human body. Now, it will settle for any of the following I just forementioned because any place is better than the hell that they are damned to. So (laughs) they will pick and choose um, and settle. And if you um, if you're familiar with the story where Jesus um, drove out the um, the legion of uh, of demons from the man, uh, and he they actually called him Legion. He was in a cave, and they he called himself Legion, and he was tormented by these demons. And the demons pled with Jesus, and they were like, "No, don't send us back to hell. Put us put us in these pigs. Put us in the pigs, because they would rather be any place than." than where they've been um, damned to be. So they will settle for any living or unliving thing, but their preference is a human. So we have redeemed authority um, by Christ. So Christ redeemed the authority that we have in the earth. And it's going to be um, that authority is taken by battles. Okay? So Christ gave us the the authority back, but because the enemy has had the um, the reign and the rule for such a long time, um he's not just going to give that up without a fight. So that's why um prayer is so important. That's why spiritual warfare and knowledge of spiritual warfare is so important because even though we have authority, we can't just show up on the scene and be like, "Hey, this is mine. You have to know how to um, to take it back by the spirit. Sorry, I don't know why <laughs> the Holy Spirit had me say that, but hopefully that helped somebody. Um, so even though a unclean spirit does not have the right to occupy us, the enemy knows this. So the, the loophole that he uses is um, us giving him permission. Now he does not have the right to take hold of any portion or part of your life. The only way that he can do that is through your own permission. And, um, I will talk about this more, um, when the Holy Spirit leads me to, but there are several different ways, um, that you can give permission um, some of the ways don't even involve you. There was permission given by your ancestors, so the people that came before you, um, and doors that they didn't close, and so automatically they're opened um, to the enemy in your life. Um, and then there's doors that you open. There's permission that you give the enemy to come into your life. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that that can occur. I hope that the Holy Spirit will give me um the opportunity to talk about that in um in the future but uh just for the purpose of this soul ties so some of the most common ways especially in um today's culture and today's society is drugs um, you can give the enemy permission into your life by using drugs and I'll talk about that um if I have a chance to but drugs um music certain music and I've talked about this before it's marked music Um, if you knew anything about who Satan was before he fell, he was actually an archangel and he was the head of the choir. Um, and I, I, I don't want to misquote the Bible, but I believe either he had knowledge of all instruments or his actual body was made of instruments. I have to go back and read that again. But, um, music was a gift that God gave him. Um, and so he still uses that to this day. Um, so music is another way that, um, an unclean spirit can enter your life. Ritual practices. <clears throat> uh, so you have to be really careful with burning of sage. You have to be really careful with a lot of the Eastern religion practices. Um, they're not as innocent as they seem. They do invite unclean spirits into your life. So be very, very, very careful about that, um, especially if you're a believer. And sex. 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 Um, is the number one um, or i shouldn 't say number one it 's the most preferred um, and the reason being is because not only does sex give you give the the unclean spirit an inch away, it creates an instant uh, bond a tie that can essentially last for as long as you're alive um, so if the ultimate goal of an unclean spirit is to occupy and never leave, um, sex would be the The avenue, the best avenue to do that, because not only does that spirit now have an entryway, it has a tie that prevents you from that not prevents but it has a tie that now enables them um the the highest potential to never have to leave um which is their ultimate goal so The enemy put a lot of effort uh, via subtle hints. And I'm th- in my 30s, so <clears throat> I know that our generation and the the ones younger than me are probably more, um, can better relate to this. But sex, um, especially my generation and, and then moving to the younger generations, has uh, become such a trivial thing. Um, And the enemy has done uh, very subtle things, but continuous subtle things, like in the media, in our music, um, to shape and to warp our minds into trivializing sex. That sex is not a big thing. Um, It's basically, um, sex has now become a need that has to be met. And it has to be met by any means necessary. So it's a, it's a need that you have to satisfy. It can't go unsatisfied. Um, and at the same time, it is also seen as just a physical act, like eating or uh, going for a jog. But do not be fooled by that. There is a reason why um, the enemy has consistently tried to trivialize sex, and that's because what I just previously mentioned, if sex is the most preferred method for the enemy to have an entrance into your life, and he knows that, um, he's going to try to make it seem as though, now the enemy cannot make, he cannot force you to have sex with him. He cannot force you to do anything. So what he does to gain an entryway is for you to give him permission. And he. Using the same tricks that he used in in um, in Genesis, so if if sex is the way that he can gain entry, and it's his preferred method because he can have um, the most leeway with that, he is going to make sex desirable and trivial at the same time. So not only is it a good thing, it's the best thing. But it's also not a big deal if you do it. (laughs) So why not do it? You know, now, Satan is the father of lies, which means that he can never tell the truth. It's not in him. It's not possible for him to do so. So he's either going to tell you a full, like, bold-faced lie, as where I'm from, it's called a bold face, just like a complete and utter lie, or it's going to be partial truth, and also parcel lie. so um, or a lie by omission. It's never going to be a complete truth. So the, the idea that sex is just a natural act um, that you can engage in and have no physical or spiritual ramifications. That's a lie. Um, and it is of his best benefit for you to fall into to believe that lie and to engage in sex, because if you believe that lie and if you have sex, he now can enge- get you into a soul tie and he now can just run ramp- rampant and free in your life. And that's what he's been doing, um, not just in my generation, but in the younger generations. The more trivial sex um, is made to be, the more freely we engage in it, And then it's just like, he can have the pick of the litter. He can do whatever he wants, basically. So do not be fooled by that. Sex is an avenue that the enemy uses to create a soul tie with lust, which then grants him access to bring and to do anything to you. So he can bring in depression. He can bring in sexual perversion He can bring in apathy, addiction. He can even bring in illness or sickness. Anything he wants to do to keep you bound, he can do. Because when you have sex, you have given him permission to do that. Let me back up. When you you have sex outside of the confines of what it was created. So sex was created by God. Contrary to popular belief, God created sex, and he created it for marriage. Whether you agree with that or not, that does not change the fact that that's how it was created, that is what it was created for. And even though it is not um, ideal, especially in today's society, because people are getting married and married um, even later, some people are not even at all. Um, it's not ideal to think that, oh, this is something that is only created uh, for marriage, but it is. So if you engage in sex outside of marriage, <clears throat> know that it is that is when the ungodly soul tie created. Inside of marriage, it is actually seen as worship to God, the one who created it. Outside of marriage... You can create an ungodly soul tie, which then allows the enemy access to your life. And you give him permission to ultimately destroy you. So, it can be a small, um, I shouldn't say small, it can be Um, a catastrophic destruction, or it could be subtle and over time. But the end and all goal for the enemy is to occupy you because you have the authority to speak things into existence. And even if he can't completely control your speech, like um, influence your thoughts, get you to think certain things, to say certain things. If he can prevent you from speaking against him or from acting against him, that's still a win for him. So our ultimate goal and greatest threat to the enemy is to be moving and operating in our purpose. The thing that God created us for. That is the ultimate dominion. When we move and we operate in the purpose that God created us for, we then have dominion in the earth in that area. So if I'm a singer and I'm singing worship songs and I'm um, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to move me and to sing to or to create worship music, that then takes that area away from the enemy. It's a battle won in our favor against Satan, right? Right? So it's our best interest to become all that God has created us to be. That not only benefits us, it not only glorifies God, but it also takes away territory from the enemy. And the enemy does not want that. So in addition to creating a soul tie... you not only give the enemy access to your life, like direct access to your life, to then create whatever type of scenario or whatever type of bondage situation he wants to put you in. He then can also keep you from reaching your complete destiny. So even if he keeps you in a cycle of ungodly relationships. So you're just going to have sex from person to person to person, ungodly relationship after ungodly relationship after ungodly relationship. That is a win-win for him. Especially if you don't ever know that that's not the formula in which God created you to be in. Because you can consistently do it for the rest of your life. So he does not have to worry about you ever reaching your purpose because your God ordained spouse is tied to your purpose. So as long as you're in ungodly soul tie after ungodly soul tie after ungodly soul tie, you will never be in your God ordained. You will never be in a in a relationship with your God ordained spouse <clears throat> not to the capacity that God wants you to be which is perfect for the enemy because then he doesn't have to worry about you taking over his territory. He's literally neutralized you and that's the goal. So I don't want to beat a dead horse here. I just want to emphasize the importance of knowing the enemy's tactics, knowing that You've been lied to, <laughs> especially if you've been subscribing to modern day culture, and that sex is not a big thing, and that you can love how you want to love, and you can express how you want to express. I'm trying to think of the, the. I can't think of it, but owning your own sexual whatever, go ahead, knock yourself out, but just know that it's not... It's not just you having sex. It's not just you being in control of your sexual, um, whatever they call it. It's not just that. I wish it was that simple. It's not. Um, It is a device. It is a tactic that the enemy uses to deceive you into giving him full access into your life. Okay, so enough of that. Now we're going to talk about how to break a soul tie. So, Um. Well, I was going to give you, uh, I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit just put this on my heart. Okay, so when I was, um, before I rededicated my life to Christ, I had a soul tie. I talked about this in the last one. It was a very strong soul tie. <clears throat> it was suggested to me by my friends to just have sex with somebody else. Um, which, I'm, it, 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 I'm sure that's not uncommon, especially to most people around my age. Um, to get over somebody, you get under somebody else. That, that's the terminology, right? Um, except for you cannot destroy a house with the same tools that you built it with. So if I build a house, I might build it with, you know, a hammer, um, concrete, uh, wood, um, screws, nails. You know, I'm not a builder, but, you know, things that you build a house with. If I want to take a building structure down, I cannot use a hammer to tear that house down. I have to use a wrecking ball, right? So the same thing I did to create the house, I cannot do the same thing to tear that house down. Does that make sense? So the same thing I did to get the soul tie, I cannot do the same thing to break the soul tie. What you will do is just create multiple soul ties with different people. And that's, you don't want that either. So how to break the soul tie. First, you have to understand that this is a spiritual separation that has to take place by a physical action, because that's how it was made. So in order to break the soul tie, you first have to understand that, hey, even though I did this physical act, I know that even though I can't see it and I may not even be able to feel it in the spiritual realm, I have created a bond between me and somebody else and me and the enemy. And then you have to recognize that the only way to break it is to do a physical act. I'm going to share what that physical act is, but you have to do a physical act to then break, to separate um. That that bond or that union, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot just wish it away. You can't be like, oh, I'm done with that person. That's over with. That's done with. You know, and just move on, because that tie will still be there, even if you don't feel any um feelings towards that person, any sentimental connection. It is not about a a sentimental connection. It is not about a um a feeling. Um, even though that can be uh, a side effect of the, the soul tie, you have to realize that in the spiritual realm, you have created a bond that can only be broken um, by a physical act. So the first or the second thing, sorry, that was the first thing. Second thing is forgiveness. So forgiveness grants freedom it gives freedom for you and it gives freedom for the other person. So um, you want to forgive yourself and you want to forgive that other person. I understand some situations, um, nothing bad happened. You just want to be done with the soul tie. That's okay. You still want to forgive that person and you want to forgive yourself because forgiveness is a part of obtaining that freedom and the victory. And then the... The last thing, okay, so I'm going to I'm going to share with you a prayer because um that is the the physical act you have to speak, you have to use your mouth, you have to pray um for that bond to be broken, and I'm going to share that um, the 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 prayer that I prayed for myself for my soul tie to be broken. Um, and I'm going to try to include where I got it from because I don't want to steal um, from anybody else. I just don't remember the name of the book, but it is a book. I believe it's called Breaking Ungodly Soul Ties. I don't remember who it's by, but I'm going to share just for um, because I know I have people listening from all over the world and you may not be able to get a copy of the book, so I'm going to share it, um, and then you can just repeat those words back um, because I do want those who want to be free from a soul tie to be free um, so before I do that, I am going to advocate <laughs> so this is my um, my sales pitch, and I'm a horrible salesperson, so just indulge me, okay, soul ties to date is the most listened to podcast that I've ever done. The least listened to podcast <laughs> that I've done is abstaining from abstinence <laughs> or overcoming abstinence. You do not I it is my goal, it is my prayer and I believe it is also a desire of the Holy Spirit for you to be free from soul ties, from the soul tie that you're const, that you're const, that you're currently in, right? But you do not want to enter into another soul tie. Because each time that you do this, each time that you enter into a soul tie, it gets harder. I will, at some point, I will talk to you about spiritual warfare. But there is a consistent war going on. Um, and it... I. I don't know what everybody's experience level is with the word of God, so I don't want to go too deep because it's a lesson all in and of itself. But there is a war going on in the spirit. Um, And the territory, you breaking the soul tie, is a victory in the spirit. And that also takes away access, territory, that the enemy once occupied. He's not going to be happy about that that loss. So he's not stupid. He's actually very wise. So there are spirits. They're called monitoring spirits. They don't do anything harmful to you. They just watch you. They study your habits. They study your patterns. They know your strengths. And they know your weaknesses. So, If you break the soul tie today and then you create another soul tie two months from now, a year from now, five years from now, I'm not judging. If you create a soul tie, know that the enemy is not going to come the same way that he came before. Because his ultimate goal is to occupy and to stay. So if he knew, if he now knows that... Okay, this did not work. It worked for a season and a time, but she was able to overcome it. He was able to overcome it. I am going to create a stronger vice, a stronger tactic, so that she will have a harder time, and thus I get to stay. You don't want to create or get into a pattern of creating and breaking and creating and breaking and creating and breaking soul ties because it gets harder each time that you do that. Okay, So that was my (laughs) sales pitch for abstinence. Um, I talk about this in my um, abstaining abstinence podcast, overcoming, I think it's overcoming or abstaining abstinence successfully. Please listen to that. Um, Even if you're like, no way, there's no possible way I could ever be abstinent until I'm married. I understand that. I'm just asking you to listen to it um, because you and I are not that much different. Um, when I first started, I never thought that I would be abstinent till I was married. That was not my goal. That was not a desire that I had. That was not even a promise that I made to God. Um, so if everything has been resonating with you so far, if you have a soul tie, if you created a soul tie, you desire for your soul tie to be broken, I'm going to share with you how to do that. The only thing I ask is that you go and you listen to... Um, abstaining successfully so that you do not create another soul tie in the future. Okay, so another thing that you may have to do to break the soul tie in addition to the prayer that I'm going to share with you momentarily, in addition to praying for your soul tie to be broken, you may have to fast. Um, Any physical... um, I don't want to use the the word entanglement, but that's the only word I can think of right now. Any physical entanglement, any issues with your physical body can be overcome by fasting. Um, I know that there's a lot of debate on what a true fast is, but I'm talking about a biblical fast. And the only biblical fast is food. So you have to abstain from food and water for a period of time. I'm not going to tell you what that food and water is, Um. You have to go to God for that. Um, And I can pray with you if you want to. You just seek the Holy Spirit. You say, Lord, I desire deliverance from X, Y, and Z. So like maybe you're struggling with masturbation. Maybe you're struggling with um, fornication, just struggling with not having sex. Um, Outside of marriage, uh, whatever you're struggling with physically, um, you can overcome by fasting. So you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I desire to be delivered from this. Um, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fast. Please instruct how I should fast to overcome this. He's going to tell you to fast for a specific time, um, and how to fast. When he tells you, please do it. Um, there's been times where I've, because food isn't has been an issue for me in my past, um, where he's told me to fast, and I didn't really, want, <laughs> I didn't really want to do that. Fasting is not fun, but it is effective. So. Um, you do want to fast um, if you are having any any struggles with your physical body, any struggles with your flesh. So if you're having struggles with pornography, fast. If you're having struggles um, overcoming addictions, fast. Fast food for a particular time. So I don't mean a Daniel's fast. A Daniel's fast, for those who don't know, is like you only eat fruits and vegetables that is not a fast. Um, that's what we today call a fast. Um, but if you read Daniel, that was not a fast. That was his actual way of eating. A fast means that you abstain. You close your mouth is actually the Hebrew translation. You close your mouth for a period of time. So you own, you do not eat. You may drink water, um, but you don't eat anything for a period of time. It could be a couple of hours. It could be a day. It could be, um, a spirit, a period of time, like 10, 15 hours a day for 30 days. God will tell you exactly what that is. And when you fast, you replace your meals with the word of God and you replace your meals, which you would eat, you replace with God. So you, you would fast, um, Let's say if you fasted from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., that's what God uh, leads you to do. So for breakfast, you would read a scripture. You would read word. You would pray. And sometimes I listen to praise and worship music. And you do that. If you don't pray while you're fasting, you're just starving yourself. So prayer and fasting, they go together. Um, I hoped to do a more in-depth podcast on prayer and fasting in the future. I can't make any promises (laughs) Um but if not um you can if you have any other questions, you can always email me um, at just j that's j u s j nine 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 at gmail dot com <clears throat> and okay, so I know I said that I was going to give the prayer um on this podcast I the holy spirit just revealed to me that I should have you guys email me so if you desire for your soul tie to be broken I will share with you the book and I will also share with you the prayer from the book um that way I don't cuz I don't want to steal from anybody um <laughs> so that would be better um please reach out to me don't be shy um I don't bite Um, I'm not judging you. Um, If you seek to be delivered from a soul tie, please don't let the email get in the way. Email me. It's justj9999 at gmail.com. I am also on Instagram. Somebody DM'd me a couple months ago, and I forgot I even told people about about my Instagram. My organization is on Instagram, um, and that is the Instagram that I use. So you can also DM me on Instagram. It's boldly becoming better. That is my username um, on IG. You can DM me and I will also share with you the prayer via DM on IG. Um, so yeah, that'll be better. My prayer and my hope for you is to be released from any and everything that the enemy is using to keep you bound. And that includes soul ties. My prayer is for you to be free so that when you go into this next season, that you are free to become all that God desires for you to be. He has great plans for you. And it is my prayer. It is my desire. I know that it's the desire of the Holy Spirit because he woke me up this morning <laughs> and told me to do this Um, Soul, soul Ties Part 2. It is, it is my desire. It is his desire for you to be free. From soul ties, for you to be free from bondage, period. So please reach out to me. I do not bite. I will not judge you. It will be a short exchange. I promise you. You just tell me your name and, or you don't have to even tell me your name. Reach out to me on either email or IG. Tell me that you you desire to have, or you want to have the prayer to break soul ties. I will send it to you. Easy peasy. I pray that you all are blessed. I'm going to try to come right back on and do this next podcast. Um, I've never done this. I I really am going to try. I know I say this every time, but I really am going to try to come back on um, to do this next podcast, like right, right back. So um, I pray that this blesses you. I pray that God keeps you. um, And I pray that you guys have a blessed day. Um, Thank you for listening. Bye.